Hi, everyone. Welcome to the We Shape Podcast. Hello. What's the giggle for? Well, they're like, go. I'm like, we're going. Okay, here we Boom, go. Out yeah. the gates. Yeah. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Very good. I had a funny morning, though. I'm ready. Let's just jump right in today. I can feel we are. I want to share that the intention of this episode is we're going to talk about beliefs today. Yes. So we're going to talk about. But let's. I'd like to hear about your morning. It's a serious topic. And you haven't told me any of this, so I'm I'm hearing for the first time. No, I'm actually. It's funny if you're watching this on YouTube. I I hope there's no like super in close close ups because this morning before I took a shower, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a a beauty routine that I always do, which is I shave my face. And not everybody does that. Here we go. Here we go. Let's (laughs) do it. But it's a great little trick. And it, it, you know, if you want to put on moisturizer or makeup, if you wear makeup, it helps kind of with application and smoothness. I shaved my face this morning too. No, dude. Fist bump. But but there's a. I bet you did a better job than I did though. (laughs) There's a name for it. Uh, I think it's like dermaplaning if you see a professional, which I was like, I'm going to do this myself, obviously, right? So I just bought the thing off Amazon and just went for it. And the hack job, like, I mean, I am bleeding from mold. I like had to do little tissue papers, like in Home Alone. Like, (laughs) I literally, like, with the aftershave, like, it was bad. There's some stinging happening and some abrasions on my face. So, yeah, you can't go No extreme close ups today, guys. Like, can't do it. Uh, You You told me about this before, and I hurt myself so i never yeah. did it again it looks like i took a little spill on the playground i have like an I, abrasion I, on my forehead patience well. is the key and i promise there will be some good content on this podcast <laughs> but i i shave with a straight razor right and Yikes. it took me a long time to figure out how to do that but i had to keep figuring out all the things where i couldn't do that like don't do it after a workout because you'll be a little shaky and then yeah. you'll be like oh no and you know don't do it when you're too tired right don't do it in bad lighting yeah, so, don't yeah, if you of... if you're not a practice shaver, don't do it right when you wake up yeah. in the dark, kind of like before a shower. It's a bad idea. You're gonna end up having some mistakes and some ouchies. But alas, this episode is not about shaving. <laughs> this <laughs> episode is about beliefs, and um, <laughs> it's really important because at We Shape, Katie, would you like to tell them the We Shape way, the process that we take people through? Yeah, I mean, you know, when we first launched the product, the intention behind the product was create an extremely customizable experience that held a really high standard for movement that focused on uh, balance, coordination, strength, and flexibility. All right. You did it. Nice. And so uh, just like creating the highest quality product uh, with the most customization uh, at an affordable price for people so that people didn't feel like they had to um, hire a personal trainer. So we accomplished that. And when we launched it, I remember going, this is not going to be the whole thing. Uh, having people connect with their body in a new way is super important, but I also realized we had to connect with our mind in a new way, and we had to connect with community in a new way. And so outside of the product, a lot of the things we talk about are beliefs, their intentions, and how we connect with community. So like the We Shape way is those four pillars, right? Movement, community, beliefs, and intentions. And our thought is that when you come in here for movement and then you connect with community and then you evaluate your beliefs, your entire intentions will shift from I need to lose weight, I need to fit into these pants, I need to meet this stereotype, I need to meet these expectations, I'll feel happy when I'm two. I've learned to connect with myself. I've learned radical self-acceptance. I've learned self-kindness. I've learned connection with other. I've learned to take care of myself. Yeah, it's a very different intention. And we we used to start with intention, like, you know, create a new intention. As we were were going down that path, we realized, ooh, actually, people come to us for a workout. Yeah. And then it's so much more. And then they kind of dip in. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. And then they... You sounded like Dave Chappelle right there. I just want to call that out, which huge Dave Chappelle well, fan. But um, my point is, is that you 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 connect with community, and then you kind of wait. 
wait, what what is this belief stuff? Maybe you're listening to the podcast. Maybe you're reading one of our book suggestions. And then before you know it, like the entire reason why you came has completely shifted. And so um, today I wanted to talk about that beliefs pillar because the belief is where um, the belief drives the behavior. And I think that's really important to sit in that for a moment. Every behavior that you exhibit in your life is connected to a belief which could be conscious or unconscious. Mm. And so I think it's really important to remind ourselves about that. And I think that... um, yeah, I have a couple a couple things I'll I'll share. Can I lead in? Yeah, on something? Please, please. You said something powerful. You said, you said um, to change the behavior, you can change the belief. So many people think you need to change the behavior by just focusing on the behavior. But if you just keep doing that, you'll just slide back into the behavior because the underlying belief hasn't changed. And I had a beautiful example of this in my Q and A call yesterday, where we had a, a lady come on the call and she's like, "I've never joined one of these calls. I signed up for the program, and I'm like really struggling to be motivated." Right. And I was like, ooh, motivation is one of these words that gives us this instant like, okay, there's something there. And I said, okay, well, why are you here? You know, what's your what's your I just want to like get more tone and stuff, you know, and I just want to like, you know, like and I was like, okay, when when you act from a place of self-judgment, I want to change how I look so that others will see me and value me then you're always gonna feel like you don't have the motivation because it's coming from this negative emotion. So then even when you think about doing your workout, you're doing it because you're punishing yourself, not because you're taking care of yourself. And if we can just hold the lens of, I'm showing up to my workouts out of self-care, just like you when you're brushing your teeth, then um, the whole thing changes. And I'm like, she, you, I could tell she heard it, but then I also said, you know what, beliefs take a long time to do this, so let's, yeah. let's build some accountability partners and some accountability strategies just to get the ball rolling. But the, the whole purpose of, that, purpose of that was this. She came in for a workout, then she decided to get on a call and lean into community. And in that community, we examined her beliefs. And now she gets to work on her intentions, which then fuel up to her being able to do the workouts, right? So that's, that's the process that we're trying to get people to go through. It's beautiful. Yeah, so listening to the podcast, we have amazing guests on that kind of poke at our beliefs, right? Around, you know, food, around diets, around, you know, exercise plans. Like, so so listening to the podcast, we, we often have a number of phenomenal, my goal one day is to have a book club here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, book, What's your goal with everything? I know, I know, I do try <laughs> That's to That's true, you put book clubs in everything. <laughs> I do. Um, because I feel like being able to look at things in a different way and, and read about a new perspective just allows you to connect with yourself and your own beliefs in, in a really meaningful way. So um, I want to start today because I I feel like one of the people that I love reading about is Byron Katie. Mm. She's sort of like the person, in my opinion, who does a a lot of deconstruction of beliefs. Um, And she, you know, it's kind of like this idea of like when you're it's like when you when you suffer enough in your life to there might be like something in your life that you're really struggling with. And then you try to like, you know change a behavior, change this, and then you realize, oh, I actually really need to evaluate my belief around this thing, and the thing just keeps happening. It's like the universe just keeps giving you the same thing. And it actually reminded me, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself here with my I'm total 90s music fan. Actually, I think this album <laughs> came out in 2000, but um, this morning I was listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers as I was taking my daughter to school, and um, I, I saw, I listened to this lyric that made a lot of sense. And it it made me think about what we were going to be talking about in terms of like the cycle of suffering and, and, uh, and suffering means, I want to just clarify, that means something different for everybody, right? We can all go through different levels of suffering. It's not just like one definition, in my opinion. 
Um, but they they have a line from their uh, California the, from their Californication song. It says, "Destruction leads to a very rough road, but it also breeds creation." Mm. And mm. that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you, Anthony Kiedis. Um, but my point is, is that we kind of go through these patterns over and over and over again, and it's completely applicable to uh, weight loss culture, to exercise culture, to the health and wellness industry. If I do this one thing, my body will change, I'll be happy. Oop, it didn't work. If I do this new thing and I'll change my body and then I'll be happy, oop, it didn't work. It's like, that's destructive. And you'll go through that destructive cycle enough to a point where you go, I wanna do something else. And that will breed the creation of something new, mm. which is ultimately a new belief system that drives a different behavior. Right. So that's what We Shape is here to do, is Love to it. offer the opportunity for that destructive pattern to breed something else, yeah. to breed a new path that brings you closer to you. Yeah. And um, I know that's really complicated and heavy and like, what does that all mean? But that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to say that the health and wellness industry has helped a lot of people over over a number of years, but it's also done a lot of harm. And we used to be a part of that harm. We used to be a part of that sort of try this and get this, try this and get that, buy this and do this, get this. And it, it doesn't lead anywhere. And, and so the that- The harm you're referring to, sorry, I just wanna be super clear with this because I want people to hear this. Like the harm you're referring to is when the industry says, you're not good as you are. And if you only got to hear to XYZ, to the ideal body, that you will be able to be happy finally. Just put your credit card right Just put right your credit here. card right here and buy our product and, and, and it'll make you feel happy. And um, you're right, the fitness industry is completely pervasive at that. And it's like the more aggressive the timelines are or the, the promises are, the more likely they are to make sales and stuff. And absolutely, we were the company that was being like, hey, lose weight and you know get six pack abs and everything until you said, this isn't serving people. This is keeping people trapped in a system that makes them feel lousy about themselves. And when they feel lousy about themselves, they don't take action out of self-care. They take action out of self-judgment. And it's never, ever going to work. And so I think it's important to note that you have a background in, in psychology. Well, and part developmental of, psychology. Yeah, yeah, and so that's, that's part of where I think this foundation came from. So maybe we can jump back over to Byron Katie and your thoughts around kind of how you, how you got to this place of realizing, oh, my God, these beliefs are keeping me stuck. They're not helping me. They're not serving anybody right now. Well, in our old business model, I had the belief that I was helping people because I was getting them to move their body. Mm -hmm. But I never got out, I never zoomed out enough to really understand that I was actually a part of that toxic cycle and that I was participating in certain beliefs that weren't serving people. So when I paused and evaluated those beliefs and evaluated that system, I said, I don't wanna be a part of this system anymore. I don't believe this anymore. And from that came a completely different business came completely different actions came completely different intentions but it wasn't until i paused to understand i'm subscribing to this belief and this belief no longer serves me it's destructive and it got destructive to a point where it's like it was very bizarre because from the outside looking in our business had made the inc 500 three times we had a, a team of 40 people working for us we had great success um, but I was deeply unfulfilled inside. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I doing in my life that's bringing this unfulfillment when I'm checking all the boxes and my Instagram life looks so amazing? Oh, I'm participating in this belief system I had no idea I was. Mm -hmm. I can't do that anymore. And then everyone, not everyone here, but like everyone out there, if that makes sense, like everyone, like I was going against the grain of society now. You're gonna leave all that? 
but now you're going to take financial risk. You're going to invest in this other thing. You're going to, you're not going to have a prop. Like people were, I think people out there were floored with that idea. Not people like that I personally knew no, and yeah. people in the company, everyone in the company in here was like, yeah, let's do this other thing. It feels way better. But I felt like, you know, and that's so funny that I was so worried about that. Like people I didn't even know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone <laughs> who I knew was like amazing. And this team was like, let's do this. Yeah. I was like, but society is telling me this isn't the way, but my gut's telling me it is. And so it just was like the simple action of zooming out and evaluating the system and the belief that I was a part of and asking myself if that belief brought me suffering, brought me challenge, or if that belief brought me ease and satisfaction and fulfillment. And when I zoomed out, I went, I am not getting satisfaction, serenity, peace, fulfillment at all. I have to change the belief, even if that belief is against societal norms. It's, and it's no matter what, right? What you're saying is you were part, you had a fitness uh, business that was highly successful. You were being praised because of the success. People were losing weight. People were doing the thing, you know, getting the outcome that we were after. And, you know, people were praising the way that you looked in your body and inside you're like, I am miserable. I'm constantly judging myself. I feel like I'm trapped in self-judgment. I'm overthinking everything related to my food, to my fitness routine, and I, I feel miserable inside. Well, and can I, I pause you for a second on that? Yes, that was it. But it was actually more simple than that. Mm. It was, I have all of this, but when I stop for just a moment to ask if I feel good about it inside, I couldn't say yes. Mm. And I didn't know why because everything outside of me told me that it should. And so I think what we talk a lot about this here, like cracking the door to curiosity is what leads to the idea that beliefs can change, which then changes behavior. I just said, I'm gonna get curious as to why I don't feel 100% inside. Mm. And that cracking of that door then led to all the things you're talking about. Yeah. It didn't just flood me one day, it was like, are you going to pause and beliefs and, are a slow process yeah. for sure. So it was just that simple, like when I pause and go like, I'm doing all of the things, but when I really get quiet with myself for a little while, do I feel peace and contentment inside? Or am I just saying that I do because I've checked all the boxes and, and that's a big difference. It's a big difference. It's an ouch. It's a big ouchie when you sit with it and then you go and it's, it's harder when you are checking all the boxes and you're getting validation. Right, That's so that's where totally. I wanted to go with this, is, okay. that, is that people have that belief that if you get the body you want, if you get the life, the Instagram life, that it will make you fulfilled on the inside. And I think the most important thing that we can say over and over again on this podcast is we've tried it and it doesn't make you feel fulfilled inside. What makes you feel fulfilled inside is developing a deep connection with yourself, caring for yourself, not neglecting yourself, not showing up to your workouts because you want to look differently so that you can get praise and external validation, but showing up for your workouts because you want to feel great, right? And I think it, when people haven't had the experience of achieving what they think will make them happy, there's always that hope that if I do this, then I'll feel that way. And I just want to kibosh that right now. It will not work if it's coming from a place of self-judgment. It will not work. And I want to take what you said right there about like showing up for the workouts to feel great because sometimes I show up for my workouts and I don't feel great. So I would like to mm. almost reframe that and say I'm showing up as an act of connection with self because mm. like I want to continue to deeper that connection with self. We live in a society in a culture that tells us connect with this outside value, connect with this value outside of yourself and when you connect with that value inside you will feel good and it's completely backwards. 
I, I believe that people need to retrain their minds and their beliefs to connect more deeply with themselves and then they can connect with the outside world in a more meaningful way. Yeah. So this is years of stepping back, zooming out, taking a moment and connecting with yourself in a new way. And it starts with cracking the door to curiosity and evaluating the beliefs and the systems that you're a part of and deeply evaluating if those beliefs serve you. And you it, just have to get quiet though because everyone told me that my belief served me. Right. And and I think what's important that you're saying is if there's something in your life that's that's causing you like to move away from yourself. Maybe maybe you're feeling stressed, maybe you're feeling anxious, maybe you're feeling upset, whatever it may be, and that shows up in your life over and over again. That's a that's a great place to crack that door for curiosity and say, what is the belief that's causing this to show up in my life over and over again. Because if you just, again, if you try to change the behavior and the belief never changes, it's short-lived. It's short-lived. This is what happens with workouts. You go, I'm gonna start working out, I'm gonna get motivated, and I'm gonna do it, and then you do it for a little while, and it kind of feels decent and whatever, and you get praise and everything like that, and then the belief of I'm not enough comes in, and that negative feeling makes you go, uh, and then you don't show up for your workouts anymore because you're judging yourself. You don't have as much self-esteem as, you, as you'd like to be able to be able to do that, right? Because when we care for ourselves, we show up for ourselves. When we don't care for ourselves, we don't show up for ourselves. And I think it's so important just to recognize that um, it starts with these things that show up in your life over and over again. And you go, crack that door to curiosity. Why, why am I doing these things? What's the belief that's making me do this over and over again? I'm guilty of this, and I don't know if you want to chime in here, Nina, but Definitely. <laughs> I, I'm guilty of this idea. It's like the universe will continue to bring the same crisis in a different package. And what's tricky about that is when the packaging looks different, you think it's different. Yeah. <laughs> and so just pausing to also find those common connections of like, this is the same thing in a different package. Mm. This is the same thing in a different package. And I just kind of tell myself, okay, get curious with that. And, and is there a different, is there something, is there a different direction that the universe is asking you to go here? Like, are you trying, it's really complicated when you, cause we're so zoomed in, right? And sometimes I'm just like, zoom out of your life, Katie, and this will be easier, but it's so hard to do it. So I understand it's way easier said than done, but our attachment to these beliefs is what keeps us stuck in those things. So that's why I always say, get curious, crack the door. Maybe there is a different way. And when we do that, then we can loosen the grip on that attachment to that belief and then the more possibility comes. So this is actually a perfect time for me to read the, the quote because Byron Katie talks about the attachment, attachment to beliefs. So this is her book, uh, Loving What Is. Uh, four Questions That Can Change Your Life by Byron Katie. She has a number of books. All of them are amazing. They all say the same thing, but in different, <laughs> in different ways. ways. So maybe, maybe you could just uh, give us a quick, like, you know, like just a quick Byron Katie story, you know, like just who she is, like where she came from, how she got to there. I think it's helpful for people to maybe know, like, the process. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, I can do, do me, that. Do you want me to do that? Or you want no, to do I can it? do it. I can, I can yeah. do it. So she was a person who I think was struggling greatly in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, she, I think she ended up in some sort of, I don't know if it was like a facility, like maybe it was, I don't know if there was like some sort of rehabilitation facility, but I don't know what it was for, if that yeah. makes sense. If she yeah. just needed like, if it was like a therapeutic setting, I don't know what it was. And I remember in her book saying, her saying that she like didn't even feel worth sleeping on the bed, so she was sleeping on the floor. Yeah, Aww. like really struggling, like depression, yeah. anxiety, like, yeah, Yes, exactly. and she got to like a really, really low point in her life 
And for whatever reason, one day when she was laying on the floor, she had some sort of huge epiphany that basically allowed her to understand that all of the things that she thought that were true that she was attaching to could actually potentially not be true. Right. Like all I'm suffering because of my beliefs. And so I think I need to change my circumstances. But if I change my beliefs, the suffering will stop regardless of my circumstances. Hmm. And I think then she sort of went on this journey of developing inquiry because I think what she's trying to say is there's always another belief available to you. There's always another belief available to you. So like I kind of look at it like a deck of cards. Like if you fan out a deck of cards and someone picks a card and that card is like this belief and then you're like, how does that belief make you feel? Like you try it on and <laughs> yeah. see. And then it's like, okay, well there's, there's more in the deck. Right. And you can keep picking the beliefs. And then you oh, that's what I'm saying. Beliefs are so personal because a belief that you guys might have might be a very different belief than I have. And your belief might cause you great joy. And that belief might cause me great suffering. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's also important to remember that beliefs are really personal. And so if somebody else believes something that doesn't serve you. That's OK. And that's that was my example in the opening of this podcast was. Outside, society had told me that these beliefs that I had that I was adhering to served me, but they didn't feel like they served me on the inside. Mm -hmm. So I think the premise of her work is inquire. And she you can go look her up online. She has these worksheets that you can fill out. Um, and if you're filling out a worksheet, a worksheet will be based on one belief. She has really encouraged people until you actually embody the feeling of a new belief that better serves you, you keep doing the worksheet on the same topic. So I think yeah. she even said she had done a worksheet on her mom every day for over a year before yeah. she felt the, because there's like. She told us she did a thousand, I think a thousand, a thousand yeah. of the same worksheet on the same belief before she felt like she had repetitions. And I think this ties back to the it's movement practice. side, which is when we practice movement, we repattern our neural connections to strengthen that movement. And the more we practice it, the better we get at it, right? And so, if we have a belief and we keep hitting a wall with that belief and it keeps not serving us, then we say, okay, examine the belief and here's how I want to reshape that belief. And the first few reps are going to feel really bad, right? <laughs> and it's going to take a lot of reps. And eventually, all of a sudden, the circumstance in your life happens again. You go to the belief that you're originally inclined to go to and you go, wait, oh, I see it. And then you go to the one that you really want and it gets easier and easier as time goes well, on. Well, and the difference that I've noticed in the work that she does when you're doing the worksheets is you can do the worksheet and you can come to the conclusion of a different belief in your mind. Mm. But that's not really the goal. The goal will be to embody that belief system and have a shift in how you feel. Do you I, see the difference there? If you there? guys aren't watching, I just want to point out that every time Katie says embody, she lifts her hands up and rotates them upward. So <laughs> It's yeah. an embody. It's an embodiment. It's yeah. a feeling and, for sure. And, but, it's, but do you see the difference? Yes. I can do the worksheet and then be like, okay, just think positively. Mm. But when you embody a belief, then you actually act from that belief. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, one of the things I was going to read from her book. So anyway, go to her website and you can, I think you can download There's the like worksheets for free. Yeah, for yeah, free yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So her, her, she said, meeting your thoughts with understanding is the, the title of this chapter. I'm just going to read the first opening line. A thought is harmless unless we believe it. It's not our thoughts, but the attachment to our thoughts that causes suffering. Attaching to a thought means believing that it's true without inquiring. A belief is a thought that we've been attaching to, often for years. 
Mm. So what she is she saying a lot in those few sentences? That's worth like rewinding, listening to, and studying <laughs> for the rest of your life because that's super powerful. Yes, I I I can't emphasize those things enough. It's like the attachment to something being true without inquiry. Do you understand how many of us, including myself, every day just hear something and go, that's my belief, without even saying, is that true? And does that belief serve me in mm. my life? Mm. We do that all day. I do it yeah. myself all day. Yeah. So her work allows the pause. And her work is practice. And I think her work is just practice and meditation when, you really, when it really comes down to it. Yeah. But it, it's really guided meditation in the sense of like this guided time that you give yourself to evaluate beliefs that no longer serve you. And yeah, she did a thousand worksheets, but she embodied a new perspective of her mother that was, I think, probably a lifelong source of suffering from her. So that's worth a thousand worksheets to me if you can have a belief that has not served you for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Yeah. If you can do that and then embody a new perspective, to me, those worksheets are absolutely worth the time. And that's why I wanna focus so much on beliefs here at WeShape because when we take the time to practice that, our, our whole world can change. And um, it's not just it, about doing the workout. I think too, like, I mean, I've, I've done a worksheet from Byron Katie and it's been such a privilege. And I think when you use the term we sh uh, worksheet for people who maybe haven't like been familiar with her work, it might seem like a lot of work, but it's actually really only four questions. Yeah. Like it's like, I'm like worksheet. Like that makes me think like I have to get a textbook out. I got to sit down. I'm studying. It's a yeah. whole thing. But really it's actually just asking yourself four questions. And so you can do a worksheet pretty quickly. Like and I'd say five, 10 minutes max. Yeah. I mean, like obviously you want to dedicate time to it because it's important, but it's, it's not like this like I have to now spend the rest of my life doing this like it's a really pretty short practice that you can definitely fit into your daily life and it's so beneficial yeah and I and I think when we talk about beliefs it's such a big topic we could talk about this for hours yeah. we're all still in this work ourselves like we haven't and so I like to bring up Byron Katie because I feel like if we don't know where to start or when I get really stuck I just go print her worksheet well, I actually print like dozens of them because you're not going to, likely, <laughs> unlikely that it's going to change in one Girl, worksheet. get the app, save it to me. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think I do have the app. Um, but my point is, is like I wanted to be able to give people a tool today. If they're like, what do you mean? You know, where do we yeah. start? How and do you do that? She was actually my very first entry point to evaluating belief systems. Yeah. And it was so helpful because she had such practical application for do a worksheet. Okay, how do you feel after the worksheet? Well, I still feel the same. Do another worksheet on the same thing, right? And so it was just, it's, it's, a, it's a guided practice that's very simple um, that gives people a tool. And, and I still use it sometimes myself and probably could use it even more, honestly. It's so, amazing to have an can. action step, I think. Yeah. Like when we talk about things like this, it can be like really big and esoteric and like, what are we talking about? And to have an action step to be able to be like, oh, I can do this thing and see how I feel afterwards. Because cracking the door to curiosity, I think is a super powerful avenue in life. But like, how do you start that if you've never done it before? And, so much of what we think is true, I'm using air quotes, uh, because it's what you think. So it seems true. It's in your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the the, the well-known author Eckhart Tolle, who had this, you know, spontaneous enlightenment moment, which basically means I'm no longer attaching to what I think my life should look like. I'm just present, right? Mm. And presence is inherently acceptance. And this is a system for you going through those beliefs that are causing you suffering because what where your suffering comes from is believing that your your moment shouldn't be what it is, right? Believing that right now isn't supposed to be like it is. And we have to accept Ooh. it. And Eckhart Tolle said, Byron Katie gives you a four-step process to go from 
suffering to finding that peace, presence, and acceptance. One thing Byron Katie said, because we were fortunate enough to be able to do a workshop with her, which was such a blessing, but she said all suffering, all pain, you know, whatever, is either imagined pain from the future that we, and then there's and then there's remembered pain from the past. Mm. And that if you actually check in, and obviously there are hard moments in life, I don't mean to discount that at all, but if you check in with your body right this very, very second, and I don't mean two seconds from now or what you're thinking about tomorrow, but like this instant, are you okay? Are you mm. still breathing? You know, all that. And that really gave me like a gift. I was like, whoa, I'm, I am like, there are some things I'm worried about. And there are some things from my past that really hurt too. Yeah. And right in this very, very infinite little moment, I'm good. Yeah. And and sh- I don't, I think I also don't want to make people believe that like doing this work means that life is going to be rainbows and butterflies. No. She's actually, <laughs> she's actually talking about offering people a perspective for, like you said, accepting what is. Yes. And you... There can be there. It, the this world is inherently full of of suffering on on, on on so many levels, and this is not a past to just be like, oh, I'm not an advocate for, you know, other people in this world. Like, it's not about that. Not the toxic positivity angle of like, just no. be happy, just move no. on. No, this is about checking in with you, understanding your belief, deciding if it serves you. Uh, using a tool to help you bring peace and acceptance to that belief. And peace and acceptance can actually drive a lot of amazing behaviors like advocacy or service of others, or it it can really take people down a, a really amazing path. Sometimes when we get so stuck in our own narrative, we're actually not a service to anyone. And I actually think uh, some of this work can actually free our mind to have peace and acceptance to then be able to have capacity to offer service and and compassion and advocacy for other, which ultimately I think if all of us human beings could get to some sort of level of that, the world would be a very different place. But I do believe it, I do believe it starts with this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's, here's something that I like to remember is I think that um, underneath suffering is usually anger. And underneath anger is usually sadness. And underneath sadness is usually acceptance. And underneath acceptance is usually presence. And underneath presence is joy, right? Compassion. And we can't offer others what we can't offer ourselves. And so we have to go through that process of examining those beliefs, going through those emotional layers to get us to a place where we can find that acceptance around that belief and find that joy again. And then we find another thing that that frustrates us, and we start <laughs> so all over again at the top. Layers. You know, and oh, I, it just goes on forever. It goes on forever. I, I've I've had beliefs that I felt didn't serve me, and I found layer one, and it was it was this thing, right? And then I'm like, oh, cool, I conquered it. What happens again? Layer two, layer three, layer four, layer five, and usually it just starts at your adulthood and just drips backwards into the patterns that you were conditioned in in childhood. So. Um, give yourselves a lot of grace when you're examining your beliefs. Practice. Be very patient. And yeah, it's not all an easy road and uh, it's worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I say this on a lot of episodes, but people join, we shape for a workout and then surprise, <laughs> um, you've been bamboozled. <laughs> it's it's so much more. Don't read the fine print. <laughs> yeah, it's so much more because when we learn to connect with our body in a new way, when we have community that supports that new connection, I, I believe that's where, you know, infinite possibility lie and we had um that intuitive eating psychologist on dr dowsett i was like which one (laughs) yeah who was talking one of the things that stuck with me when we had her on was she was kind of deciding which area of psychology she was going to go in Mm. and she had discovered that across all areas there was a common thread in human beings and it was dissatisfaction with body and self yeah and so she went "Ooh, if i go into this world i will likely have a lot of impact because that impacts all the others 
Mm-hmm. And so I think that starting with connection with body is a really amazing place to start because it is that door that it can be open to greater connection with self and greater connection with self can can create greater internal peace, satisfaction, fulfillment. And give you the p- capacity to have greater connection with other. Like psychological and physical wellness. Yes. Which is what our ultimate goal is, I think. Yeah. So I'm really glad that we could talk about this today. I think that beliefs are super important. And uh, I'm really glad that once people come in and get the workout and then they start connecting with the community and then they start listening to the podcast or reading some of the books we suggest, I, I see people going, oh, I don't have to subscribe to that old belief. I'm, I'm worthy as I am in the body that I am today. There's nothing about me that needs to change in order to feel that worth. And I have infinite possibility of, and beliefs if I'm ready to go there. So, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. And uh, if you have any questions or comments or want to just connect with us, you can reach us at podcast at weshape.com. We love reading the emails from our community. We're on all social platforms um, at, at WeShape, which is all movement-related content, at WeShape Podcast, where you can get clips from the podcast. Any final words before we go? Yeah, if you guys like this and it helped you out, drop us a, drop us a review. We love getting some reviews and uh, you know, reach out. We love to hear from people. Absolutely. Take good care, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, make sure you click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com free where you can build your first workout and activate your two-week free trial. See you next week.